Thanks for taking the time to listen to this NHS Employers podcast. For all the latest NHS HR workforce information, visit www.nhsemployers.org. I'm here with Major Tracy Smith-Straney, who is a clinical scientist and haematology lab manager at Aintree University Hospital's NHS Foundation Trust, but also serves as an Army Medical Reservist. Good afternoon, Tracy. Afternoon. Could you firstly introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a bit about your role within the Reservists? Okay, so as as you said, I'm a Major in the um, Army Reserves. I've been in the Army Reserves for 26 years this year. Um, and my current role within the reserve is I'm an officer commander of a HQ and support squadron. So basically, I'm a, a manager within the Army Reserve as well. So, can you walk me through your career from joining the reserves and how that's worked in the NHS as well? Right, so as I said, I joined the Army Reserve back in 1989 when it was actually called the Territorial Army. I joined at the time because I was looking for something a little bit more interesting to do because at that moment in time I was a medical laboratory assistant um, which I kind of left school with no qualifications and and that was one of the jobs that that I'd I'd walked into. Um, Suddenly one day standing at a bus stop bumped into an old friend who was covered in bruises and she told me that she'd been away doing some adventure training with the army and I thought that looks like fun. So when when you're young and impressionable um, you do these mad things, so I ended up going along to my local reservist unit one night, which is based in Liverpool and signed on the dotted line. So, let's say 26 years later, that's me. Having gone through all the, the basic training and military training that you need to do, I started as a combat medical technician, but subsequently transferred into um, a biomedical scientist role. Having been in the reservist for, for, for a bit of time, I realised that I wanted to do more within my civilian career as well and, and something like working within pathology as a biomedical scientist really um, intrigued me really. Mm. So I went on and I, I did some more examinations, went back to college, did an ONC, HNC degree and then master's degree but that all moved it alongside with my military career. Mm. So I undertook in the military, my military management qualifications, and then in two th- 1999, I eventually got commissioned to the rank of lieutenant. Again, I've done some more military management courses, which have, have helped me within the NHS. Currently, I stand at a, a band AB within the NHS and a, and a major in the British Army, so that the two kind of career pathways have, have mirrored and helped each other along along route. Mm-hmm. Um, so thinking about your experiences of, de- of deployment, how do you think those experiences have benefited your NHS Trust? Right, I've, I've been mobilised effectively three times. I was mobilised to Iraq, but unfortunately at that time we were going through a process of intelligent mobilisation and within my NHS Trust um, the staffing levels were, were pretty acute with a lot of females off on mat leave, so I was revoked from that. Um, deployment but I managed to go away in 2007 to Camp Bastion and again in 2011-2012 back to Camp Bastion. I could say it's probably one of the hardest experiences I've ever had but it's probably one of the most enjoyable enlightening experiences I've ever had and for me to take my civilian skills as a 
someone who's an expert in blood transfusion out of the busiest trauma hospital in the world it was a bonus because we don't see people bleeding or people as, as injured as, as I've, I've seen out in Camp Bastion. You know, some people would say that's a, that's a bad thing and, and in lots of ways it is a bad thing, but at least I've got that experience now to say I've used my clinical skills to such a level that I probably have issued more blood products than, than anyone within my civilian um, colleague group back at Angie Hospital. The interesting thing is you, you feel that once you've worked and you've done a deployment, when you come back within your NHS environment, all of those stresses that used to stress you out and, uh, and as you say, you'd get cheesed off over some small form not filled in or someone not doing their job properly, it, it kind of goes away a hell of a lot because you remember your experiences out on tour and you realise, do you know what? that's nothing compared to what I've done over the last four months. So it's a good thing, it's, it's a good thing for me because it's made me, I feel, a better manager and it's made me more adaptable to change within the NHS environment and it's made me more appreciative of, of maybe people's problems but not for me to take everything personal and to take everything, you know, on, on, on board as it were. And how do you think your team managed whilst you're away? I think in some ways you could probably say they manage better without me, I'm not there to, to throw the, the whip around, but I'm not that kind of manager really and I'm, I'm a big advocate of encouraging those below you to be able to undertake and do your, your job. A lot of the time on, on my last tour we had some very good communication uh, through email so a lot of more of the serious managerial questions that they could email me. We had a big install of new kit and equipment that was just delayed until I come back, but a lot of the groundwork was done while I was away. I was sent plans and things, so they were still including me a lot. But again, it's good for my band seven staff to say they've acted up into that grade, put it on their CV. I can go off, I can go off for the day, I can go off on leave for a week and, and not worry that the department's going to fall apart, you know, that's never been one of my concerns now because I know I've got that skill set of people beneath me that can manage the place. Mm. Um, and as you've mentioned, you've been deployed a couple of times, so what would you say to reassure employers that are listening that are worried about losing their staff to mobilisation? Right, as, I mean, as I say, I, I was mobilised to Iraq, um, but I was brought back so the process of uh, a person being revoked does work and it works really well. I was literally revoked back on the Sunday and I was back at my desk on the Monday morning. Um, had to give all the leaving presents back that I'd been given but that's hey ho. But from, from a, a perspective of, of getting mobilised and going through that process, my own personal experience of my trust is that they've been very supportive. We mobilise for probably a month before deployment and we undertake military training as well as mission specific training, should we say, depending on what mission or what your, your task in hand is going to be. Then you're out in the theatre um, undertaking your job and then you come back and you'll get some what we call post-operational tour leave. From an employer's perspective, um, I would say that the things that I've learnt, I've probably brought more back within to the NHS. Again, I came back early from my post-operational tour leave because to be working at such a high tempo, doing you know, 17, 18 hours a day for, for a few months, to suddenly go back to do nothing, 
I found that I needed to come back to work pretty soon, so I literally took two weeks post-operational tour leave and then slotted back into work quite easily. Again, with the support of, of my colleagues around me and also the support of my, my line managers, my transition from regular service back into NHS service was quite seamless really. Mm to the point where I was asked to do lots of presentations. I did grand rounds, both for, for my trust and for other local trusts that don't have any reservists working in them, just to show you what what I've, I've done for the last few months and what maybe changes in practice you could bring back to your NHS environment. Mm. So what do you think employer members of the reserve forces gives to NHS trusts then? I think if an NHS worker um, is also a reservist. I think there's a lot of transferable skills. From my perspective, I've learned to be a better manager. Sometimes um, there are situations within management that sometimes you maybe would reflect and think of differently. The military have given me those skills on reflection, given me those skills on how to handle situations on various courses that I've been on. And they don't just put you through a course, they'll put you into situations, real life situations where you're given command has to do and you have to effectively troubleshoot and, and, and manage those problems. Those problems can be, as I say, transferred back into the NHS environment. Is there no staff? Um, so how are you going to manage that situation of having no staff in that day, the, you know, your, your business continuity plans and all your, your major civilian disaster plans have now been asked to lead up for our service because of the, the, the understanding that I have, having worked in that situation. So I wouldn't be afraid of supporting any of the um, NHS reservists because for the, the amount of support you had to give, you probably get back tenfold um, in transferable skills and commitment from those individuals. Again, working with a lot of the reservists myself in the NHS, these people are very focused, they're very keen, they're very proactive and they're the kind of people you want on your team anyway. Mm. So how do you think your life has changed since joining the reservists? Well, since I joined, my life's changed incredibly partly because I'm 25 years older. <laughs> but I think if I've not joined the reserve force, I probably wouldn't be as fit as I am, which isn't very fit, but I probably would have been a, a couch potato. Um, and the, the military have made me keep on top of fitness and certain things like that. It's changed a hell of a lot from a, a professional perspective because, as I say, at the time I was a, a band to lab assistants, I maybe wouldn't have, you know, been given that kick to go off and to pursue my career to the highest level that I've done so far. And I, I truly believe that the military has, has given me that that kick that I've needed. Mm. If one of our listeners is thinking about joining the reserves, what would you say to them? I would say to, to anybody that's thinking about joining the reserves, if you've got the inclination and a, a certain skill set, you've got some spare time on your hand, definitely, definitely give it a go. You've got nothing to lose. It's not all about clinical training, it's not all about military training, it's about camaraderie, it's about building networks, it's about meeting new people and gaining new friends. Some of my closest friends that I've got with me now, I joined the reservist with all of those years ago. Some of them have, have left after 10 years, but we still maintain a real strong friendship. 
and you know sometimes in life friends are, are, are better than, than any family member when in times of difficulty and I can honestly say I have a family of re blood relatives but I also have a, a military family that I know I can count on at any time.